Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Miss Capel, come on! Miss Capel has left the building. I've always wanted to say that. You, and you did it so well. I know. You sounded like Elvis almost. No, I didn't. Didn't Elvis used to say that? No, but they, it used to be said in his concerts. Oh, he didn't say it, but like the announcer said it? Well, how can he say it when he's he's left the building? Hello. Through, through telepathy? Ah. 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 Okay, it's, um, look it, it's, we used to call the show Freedom Friday. Aren't we going to call it that now? No, it's it's changed to uh, Freaky Friday or Frightening Friday. Mm. Because I've cha- I've had, uh, I had a listener, listener Mary, Mary Mag, Mary and Mag. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so forgive me, Mary. I want to say, Tushi, it's either Tushi Aroni or Tushi Aron. Oh, great. So now you've insulted her and she's not going to listen to us anymore. I think it sounds Italian. So I like Italian. I, may, I do. I love Italian food. Mm-mm-mm. So I, uh, anyway, she listens and she's on uh, Fifth Hook Media Thank Facebook. Thank you for listening. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> anyway, she after the last show, she says, may I suggest uh, that you change the name to Freaky Friday? And I said, you know, she's right. It's just freaky. It used to be Freedom Friday. Like, you know, you're listening because it's the world was so bad, but you still have freedom in Christ, which you still do. That hasn't yeah, changed. No. But the stories are so freaky and frightening. Very, very frightening. So here's what I'm going to do. You guys call it whatever you want. Just don't call it awful. There's <laughs> my village. Oh, okay, Miss <sighs> okay, Cabal. On with it. Okay, well, today's date is August 10th, 2018. All right. And we are going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about some earth changes. It's important. There's a lot of stuff going on. Earth changes. That's oh, stuff Lord. that's the stuff that I'm going to talk about. Only talk about earth changes in the sense that they're unprecedented. I mean, if it's just regular stuff that happens all the time, you know, whatever. But like unprecedented stuff, like, hey, this has never happened before. Or, you know, people have been around for years, never seen it like this. Because it shows you that the, the earth is, boy, the earth is just rocking. And man. a lot more people are seeing things now. They are. They're really seeing and they're it. they're not even Christian. No, they're not even Christian. And they'll say things like, holy cow, you know, what is going on with the, the planet? Not only with people, with, you know, humans, but with the, you know, the planet itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about some human cloning because that's always fun. And a little surprise that the NFL has for all you football people. I don't want to say it. Don't give it away, Ms. Capel. Oh, I will not. I will uh, not. For all you, you people who still like football, yay, got a little su- NFL surprise for you. So if if not kneeling for the flag or whatever wasn't enough, I got some good stuff. The very last story, story close to my heart, very sad, but... Um, I know the reason behind it. You know, South Carolina churches are like closing like crazy. Uh, all of America has become post-Christian pretty much. And uh, it's gonna you'll see that more and more. And what I mean by post-Christian is they no longer value uh, Judeo-Christian ethics and morality or the religion of Christianity. They're, um, a lot of them are nuns, no religion affiliate or... If they do consider some Christians, they're more like new agey people type of thing. But your traditional biblical Christianity has died. Say goodbye. The Bible has left the building. See, that's sad to me. It is sad. 
we knew it was coming, and I know why it's here. That's the thing. It's close to my heart. Uh, the article doesn't see the reason, but if they would have asked me, I could have told them what the reason was. And uh, I'll tell you that um, later. Okay. 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 So let's, uh, without further ado, let's um, do your scripture and get on with it. Okay. Psalm 33. Just going to read certain snippets. Snippet. Snippets. 33. Start at verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment, and the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And by the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathereth the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel of the heathen to nothing or to naught. He maketh the devices of the people of none effect. Then I'll go down to verse 16. There is no king saved by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Wow, that was nice. Hey, a couple of things. You opened right off and read uh, a line there that really got to me. Where it says, um, he makes the sea as a heap. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first story is, well, about that. Um, the other thing that I really liked where it says um, that his eye is upon those who fear him. Yeah. And that reminds me of the, uh, the scripture that the beginning of wisdom is a fear of the Lord. Wisdom and knowledge. And knowledge? Mm-hmm. Did you just add that in your Jesuit Bible? Or is no. that part of the real Bible? Part of the real Bible. Did you dig that up at the Quamron Caves in um, Dead Sea Scrolls? Nope. Nope. You should have, because a lot of people don't know you're an archaeologist there. I'm not. Sheesh. Sheesh. Okay. First story, Miss Kapow. In fact, if you look up Proverbs 1, 7, it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Ah. <laughs> it used to say wisdom. Oh, but nine ten says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Thank you. Because I, I thought that changed. But that's what I'm saying. Knowledge like, and wisdom. Okay. Because I, I know there's wisdom in there. I don't care about knowledge. I just care about wisdom. Oh, but the knowledge of God is important. Yeah. But if I'm wise, then I already have the knowledge of God. Equally. So I think we should combine those two scriptures put them together in the new um, Kapow Bible. But see, it also says, for they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Okay. All right. Well, you win. As usual, Ms. Kapow, your logic outrules my stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the uh, story? The first story here is toxic. Red Tide is making Floridians, people from Florida, Sick. And angry. And angry. Like angry birds they are. And I don't blame them. Angry fish. Yeah. This is pretty bad. I've seen a couple of pictures of this and my goodness, I I just... It's disgusting. It's hard to get my head around how just awful this must be. Uh, Red tides in the Gulf of Mexico and toxic blue-green algae in inland waters. Okay, so both in the sea and in the rivers... And lakes. So both people, keep that in mind, killing animals and um, really getting people highly upset. So here's the story. Here's how it goes. It's in South Florida. They've had ecological scourge piled upon ecological scourge. First came the red tide and they describe it as a flotilla. Not a tortilla. Not a, not a tortilla or a flotilla, but a flotilla 
of microorganisms that dyed the sea rust, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually, it stretched out along 100 miles of the Gulf Coast. That's Mm -hmm. a long ways. Mm -hmm. So what happens is it... um, it caused the fish to die uh, from oxygen starvation. Eels, dolphins, dolphins, turtles, you name it, littered the beaches. And uh, they say the numbers were too vast to count. Just amazing. Uh, in one marina, so many fish went belly up that they appeared to pave a walkway across the water. Mm. My goodness. Well, with the dead animals comes a stench. A stinkiness that's just unbearable. And it reached from Sarasota nearly to the tip of Florida. So I'm not good at my geography, so I don't know how big of a a swath that is. But apparently, um, while this was going on and all these dead animals are dying because of the Red Sea, then ecological insult number two comes. Yeah. It's a rippling effect. Yeah. And the insult number two is a green film. And they say it's uh, uh, cyano, cyanobacteria, cyanobacteria, I don't know. Uh, it, it says it regularly appears in summer in, the, in Lake Okeechobee, Okeechobee. Mm. But this year, see, this is why it's important. It's unprecedented. This year... The bacteria didn't stay in the lake. It spilled over into the rivers, also into canals, any yeah. in inland water. And it carried this toxic green sludge. The pictures of it, to me, look like green mud. It it's does. It's so thick. It's disgusting. Green mud. And it's toxic, like the red titus. And uh, so it, 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 it carried this toxic green sludge east to the Atlantic Ocean, west to the Gulf mm-hmm. of Mexico. And so these people in Florida, South Florida, who are already distressed and freaking out, right? They started gagging and getting sick on the noxious odors. Uh, several people, dozens of people had to go to the local emergency rooms after coming into contact with contaminated water. Um, manatees uh, mm. died. They're green. You know what I mean? It's, it's just horrible. horrible. Uh, be, people are being warned, don't go there. It's polluted. It's unhealthy. It's ground zero. Don't stay away. And it's hurt the tourist-driven economy. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, it's gotten political and blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to get into all that stuff because they're all, you know, pointing fingers on, you know, what causes it. But it's it's a natural thing, but it's out of control. It's, it's unprecedented in the sense that they've had, you know, the red tides and the green algae, but not... To this extent. extent. And locals have said, I've never seen it like this. There's that that, uh, saying. Yeah. And it's probably, to be honest with you, it's probably not going to go away anytime soon. They've already had it 11 months. Started back uh, in November of last year. So it's probably just not going to go away. It's it's like the Hawaii uh, volcano, the Kilalua. It's not going to go away. It'll just be done. Um, Like the earthquake tremors there at uh, uh, Yosemite. Or Yellowstone, it's not going away, right? Mm. So it's a combination of uh, of a wave of dead sea life from the red tide and the sickly stench from the blue green algae, and it can drift several blocks from the water, so locals can't ignore it, and tourists don't want to go there. Yeah, and you know, here's what's important: um, many people. This is this is a quote from a reporter the local TV affiliate says many people will tell you that this is the worst they've ever seen it. So it's unprecedented. It's, it's worse. Uh, they say it's our entire South Florida coastline with the red tide and then the blue green algae on the rivers and canals. And I, you know, in the summer it's hot over there, right? Mm-hmm. So they're used to going to the beach and stuff. Well, now they can't, you can't, they can't get away with it. You know, it's just, um, it was toxic and stinky and horrible. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing is that the red tides are hard to ignore because the microorganisms emit what they call uh, brivatoxins. Mm. 
Mm. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, they paralyze fish gills. That's not nice. Mm-mm. And they permeate the seagrass that's eaten by other creatures, including manatees. Humans suffer when the toxins get blown into the air, <laughs> constricting the lungs, like bronchitis, sending asthmatics to the emergency room, cough, shortness of breath. This is nasty stuff, and it's yeah, toxic. That's horrible. Yeah. Awesome. Just terrible. So that's what's going on. And, um, I mean, people are saying, this one guy says, I was born and raised in Florida, and I've never seen it this bad. Yeah. Never. Oh, wow. They even said, like, um, beachside restaurants have had to close and cancel uh, tourists, you know? Yeah. Because it's so bad. They, you know. And one there's a, a weather caster from wink tv Mm -hmm. he's been a um but he was born and raised in florida and he says he's never seen it this bad wow and then um the floridans uh they want to express themselves so on august 12th they're going to have that opportunity um that sunday it's going to be called hands along the water it's an event um that's planned along the gulf coast to show solidarity and join together as one to rage against this created environmental tragedy against their waters, their sea life, their livelihoods, and their lives. And they say that some who plan to attend have said that they will wear uh, respirator, respirator masks. Wow. It's an effort, said one activist on Facebook, to show the nation, even the world, that we are suffocating. Wow. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I be honest with you, that's the first I've heard of it, you know, mm-hmm. just reading this story. Yeah, I haven't heard of it before. There's so much going on. I didn't know this. Uh, before we leave this story, I just want to read Revelation 7-2. And it says, quote, and I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried out with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Mm, I'm not saying this is that. <laughs> I'm not saying this is that. But that scripture does go well with what's happening. Yeah, it's just interesting that you have four angels that it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. That's what their job's to do. And um, of course, the rest of the scripture, that one angel's telling them to hold off a second until... Uh, the 144 were sealed. That's what that's about. But anyway, I'm not saying this is that, but it's quite amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Quite amazing, unprecedented. We'll we'll get back to some earth changes here in a bit. This one is always, I don't know if this story's true or not, because you never know about the, it's from the sun. <laughs> oh, the star, I should say. The yeah. daily star. I mean, they, you know, they don't, they... Um, you know, they do a lot of weird news, but you know, they're, they're not known to make stuff up or, um, you know, they just do stuff that (laughs) other people are talking about. So I'm not sure if this is true. I don't know how we can find out if it's true, but it's an interesting article because of the times we live in and it's entitled North Korean scientists attempt to clone humans for Kim's super army. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't see why we wouldn't believe that. Yeah, I, I, they, this article says that if North Korea is like lagging behind in, in an area or whatever, they're certainly not lagging behind in the, the science of cloning, that they've been doing this for a lot, a lot of years and that they probably already have it down. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting that they're kind of like the insiders saying they're, it's like the, they're in the forefront of human cloning. I think a lot of nations are. We just don't know it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, my crazy, my crazy self. I believe that a lot of the people you're seeing on that boob tube, you know, as newscasters and actors and things like that, are not totally real. Um, uh, Celebrities seem to be cloned. They look a little different, and they act different. They act different than other ones. But you know, that's my tinfoil hat stuff. This. this article says, uh, dictator Kim Jong-un, he wants to create an army of super soldiers. Super soldiers. Say that real fast. Three times. Super soldier, super soldier, super soldier, who will obey his every command. See? And what dictator doesn't want that? You know what? Huh? You know what huh? he wants? You know what he wants? He wants the relationship that you have with me. 
where you say snap and I jump and I do whatever you want. I, I dreams. <laughs> I'm like Miss Capal clone man. Uh huh. That's how I feel. <laughs> Genetic scientists have spent billions, billions on a secret. Well, it's not so secret anymore, is it? Cloning program that was started by Kim's grandfather more than 30 years ago. Keep the family dream alive is what well, I yeah. say. Oh, yeah, because they, they think they uh, they think they descended from the gods. There might be some truth to that as far as them being bred with... Uh, alien. Alien star, Nephilim mm-hmm. nonsense. But, uh, yeah, there could be some truth behind that. Now, uh, intelligence experts believe the 35-year-old tyrant wants to create perfect copies of both his father, Kim Jong-il, grandfather Kim Il-sung, and the founder of the modern state and other family members, which could include himself. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, M16, you know, the, you know, uh, what, yes. the CIA of uh, Europe or whatever, believes the secretive communist state has already cloned cats, dogs, and horses and has been experimenting on human embryos for the last 10 years. Yeah, well, we all know that. Senior spooks working alongside the U.S. intelligence agency have uncovered information suggesting human cloning has taken place at two secret laboratories. And nobody else. Yeah, nobody else. Oh, oh yeah, we haven't done this in America. It would be unethical. No, oh, no. We saw Trump talking, what, yesterday. We both said, that doesn't even look like him. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it did. It looked like him, but then there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, the way that... The, sh- the shape of his shape head. Shape of his head, the hair lays different. It's, it's just, the way he talked. Just a, yeah, the way he's... It's uh, a little sorry. different. Then la, la, yeah. la, yeah. It always amazes me how a, a guy in his 70s like that could be so busy. He never sleeps. He never stops. The meeting after meeting, here, 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 and he's in his 70s. Just go, 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 go. I'm thinking, God, you almost need two or three of you to do that kind of work. Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. Go figure. Uh, so anyway, there's a lab in uh, Poyongyang and some other places. And uh, this this uh, source, apparently, these uh, North Korean scientists um, have been conducting genetic experiments on humans for years. And the sources come from people who have defected from the country. Mm. And they're blabbing their gums. The source says prisoners have been used in cloning and other terrible experiments for years. And that Kim is obsessed with human cloning. He's been attempting to grow human tissue, organs, and clone embryos. He believes he could live forever by making clones of himself. See, so, but that is the goal of all these Nephilim. Yeah. And I, you know, I, be, I, I believe this. I believe this. I really do. I do, too. Um they say human cloning is very advanced on the Korean uh, peninsula. Both the North and South have been experimenting for decades. And no one quite knows quite how far they've they've gone. But he also, um, he's obsessed. Kim's obsessed about cloning his grandfather. He wants to bring him back to life to demonstrate to the people the enormity of his power. Mm-hmm. Now, it's almost like you're not just you're not like just cloning something that looks like him. It's almost like you're you're taking your dead grandfather's DNA and re-resurrecting it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, and I'm not saying this is it either, but in Revelation where you have um, the beast mm-hmm. <laughs> that was killed by a mortal wound, but then he's back and mm-hmm. everybody's like amazed because he was dead and a mortal wound to the head. Now he's back. So, you know, it's like that. You'd be amazed if he goes, hey, this is my grandfather. I've cloned him. Here he is. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, it's just kind of a little interesting thing uh, to talk about how, uh, you know, this stuff is going on. Right? Right on. Right on, right on, right on. So let's take a short break, my friend, and we'll be back. All right. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. You know, Ms. Kapow, I, uh, 
I read the book Demons in My Marriage Bed, and it was very, very enlightening. It was frightening, wasn't it? It was frightening, and it was enlightening at the same time, and I never want to read it again. Chicken. That's that's how much it affected me. Um, yeah. Yeah. But what I do want to read right now is from LouRockwell.com. Earth changes accelerate what is causing these record heat waves, massive fire nados, dust storms, and large earthquakes. And uh, why this is important because it, it lays out a couple of these things that are going on that are unprecedented. So we're back to earth changes, folks. We're back to earth changes. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Um, okay, so, you know, fire nados, really, Miss Kapow? I know, I, you know it, right? it, what? Yeah, you know what I'm worried about, sharks and it hasn't happened yet. From the sky, what? Sharks falling from the sky. Bing, Bing, Bing! You're right. Sharknado. Yes. I know there's a couple of movies about Sharknados. I dismissed them at first, like being stupid, stupid, stupid movies. But now see? I'm going. And you didn't want to see them, and I now didn't want to see them. It could be history. But it could I'm be going. a documentary. Yes. Yes, they can say this is what happened to the people <laughs> in 2019, 2018. Floods came. Sharknados came. Sharks came in the in the tornadoes, dropped them in the flood uh, region, and the sharks like ate the people. It'd be really scary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, any fish falling from the sky would be scary to me because it's mm-hmm. not normal. Unless it was fried fish. No, mm-hmm. that's not normal. Yeah, but it's delicious, Mr. Pan. Mm. Mr. Mm. Major changes are happening to our planet, and the experts. <laughs> They're experts, by the way. They're groping for answers. I can give you the answer. The earth is groaning. The Bible's predicted all of this. It's going to happen, folks. It's it's the end. But no one's asking me. So I can't give them my... And if I would give them my... They wouldn't believe me. They, they wouldn't go, believe you. Where do you get that information? I get it from uh, the written words of God. Well, see, and they think those are fables. Yeah, your fables. Give us some science. Say, that is science. <laughs> it's called prophecy. It's it's gonna happen. The earth's groaning in the last days. If you repent, it's not gonna stop it, but you won't you won't be so worried about it. Mm-hmm. But the experts, no, they're groping for answers. In recent days, some have suggested even that we're witnessing is the natural progression of man-made climate change, and that's that is called crap. It's not man-made climate change. Man didn't do this. Mm-mm. This is stuff that's going on. God has predicted this. This is the result of of a planet rejecting the God. truth. Yes. This is this is. <laughs> it's like the scripture you read. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. It's right there. But you know, let's not let's not believe what's written in a book. But that explanation about climate change generally been received with a lot of skepticism. You think? Mm-hmm. Anyway, something truly dramatic appears to be happening, though, to the planet, Mr. Kapow. Yes. And it isn't about the amount of carbon dioxide in the air. Nope. That suddenly reached some magical tipping point. Nope. Because I won't carb my lawnmower. I took the carburetor off my lawnmower. And now the world's going to end. Or cow fatulence in California. That's right. They wanted to tax the cows, the dairy farmers, because the cows were farting and causing climate uh, discord there in California, making the plastic straws uh, melt, whatever. But without a doubt, temperatures are getting warmer. Check this out in July, Ms. Capel. Mm-hmm. In July, Death Valley, they call that for a reason, experienced the hottest month ever recorded on the planet. Do I need to repeat that? <laughs> Ever recorded on the planet? Ever? Ever. Unprecedented, folks. The hottest month ever, Mm -hmm. ever recorded. That's right. You know, they say that in Greece, July 10th, 1977, reached um, temperatures of 118 degrees Fahrenheit. And now it's surpassing that temperature. Wow. Wow. In Spain this year, it went up to 122 degrees. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Jeez. I mean, I don't know what the norm is over there. It's not 122, I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, much. That's, I, mean, I mean, that sounds like the, you know, and Kenya, these, Africa hot. And these people say that um, their skin is like prickly. And oh. I know what that feeling is because yeah. I've felt that in Hemet. And their sweat, they're sweating even when they get inside an air-conditioned car. They're still sweating. And they say the heat causes them to feel woozy. Yeah. And it feels like they're in a sauna. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that prickly feeling, it's almost like um, your skin's being burned, like it's microwaved or something. Even inside the house, you feel it sometimes. Yeah. You know, like there's a microwave just burning you. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. In Europe, last Saturday, they were calling it Europe's hottest day. You ready for it? Ever. 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 Unprecedented. Hot. We've never had a hotter day than last Saturday. Come on, people. And the scientists are scratching their heads. Of course. Because the beginning of knowledge and wisdom is what, Mr. Powell? Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord. It's This is predicted. Temperatures in Lisbon, Portugal... We're expected to top 170 degrees both Saturday and Sunday. I guess that's really, really hot for them. Yeah. You know, here in Mesquite, Nevada, that's... <laughs> that's, that's, that's sweater time. <laughs> that's mall weather, man. 170 degrees, that's mall weather. I think today, I don't know how hot it is today. What do you think? 100... Oh, at least 110. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we, we've been averaging here maybe around 114, 15. Um, you know, you live in an air-conditioned world, but it's hot. On the other side of the planet, the crippling drought in Australia is devastating farms. They say it's like a cancer, just devastating everything. In North Korea, when they're working on the clones, Mm -hmm. as they're working on the clones, it's so hot in North Korea that Kim Jong-un has declared it an unprecedented natural disaster. There's that word again. Unprecedented. They've never had it before in North Korea with or without clones. It's been so hot. So it's hot. It's hot. And you know, there's a lot of scripture and revelation I can use for this too. Mm-hmm. It's hot. <clears throat> there's one that says, um, you know, the sun burns people. It's, it's, it gets so hot that it's, they're just burning. And yet they still curse God. They still won't repent. Curse God. Uh, in California, extreme heat, bone dry conditions continue to fuel some of the worst fires in the history of the state. I read the other day that one fire, the, 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 there's so many of them going on, but the, the mm-hmm. one in Northern California uh, has surpassed all other f- fires as the worst. See? They've had, come on. Word. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and that uh, Governor Moonbeam we talked about last oh. week, who's trying to, you know. He's such a... Let's raise taxes to fight this, He's These people are just, they're out of control, man. You know, demons, they're they are funny, because that's all they can do is lie. And so it's kind of funny when you just watch them just lie and lie and lie. You're like, really? Because <laughs> they can't tell the truth. You know, They wouldn't know uh, the truth of it. No. Now we got a t-shirt that says, demons be funny. Uh, crews battling deadly northern uh, California wildfires. Uh, let's see, 15,000 people on the lines. There's 18 blazes across Cucufornia. That's a lot. Yeah. 18. And I know I have friends that still live in California, and they said the, the, um, the air quality is horrible. My one girlfriend lives up in Apple Valley, which is maybe, what, five-hour drive from here? Yeah. And uh, she says that she has to get her stuff done early in the morning and then she stays in the rest of the day because the air quality is just too hard to breathe in. Can you imagine? Worse than it normally is. California. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> usually on a good day, it's still bad. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? In the summertime, it's still just so smoggy. Unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, ultimately... It may turn out to be the worst year for wildfires in California ever seen. Very bad. But check this out. And we saw this vid- on the video. and This was weird. Uh, you know, and of course, there's been bad years for wildfires before, but they've never seen a fire NATO 
Yeah. Like I mean, it was something before. so significant that they had an, they had to give it its own name. Yeah, a fire NATO. But it was whipping around, folks, at 143 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. 143 miles per hour. For a I, half an hour. I don't think my Tesla goes that fast. Mm. I really don't have a Tesla, folks. <laughs> but I know someone who does. Well, in this wind, right, 143 miles per hour winds, actually uprooted trees and ripping the bark off other trees. Wow. And it, it, it took the uh, the power lines, the, mm-hmm. the high-tension power lines, and it just twisted them up like metal, just pieces of metal. Holy moly. Can you, I, can't, I can't even get my head around what that would yeah, look like or sound like. A fire NATO, 143 miles an hour of pure fire <laughs> coming at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this expert said when he had first heard about the fire tornado, he was absolutely stunned. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. He said he had never heard of a fire tornado anywhere near the size in the United States. And apparently none of the experts had either. So this was amazing when they started admitting yeah. We've never heard of this and we have no idea. Scaring uh, them. Yeah. Craig Clements, he's the director of the San Jose State University's Fire Weather Research Laboratory. So he probably knows a few things about this. Says this is historic mm-hmm. in the United States. This might be the strongest fire induced tornado like circulation ever recorded. Wow. That's pretty heavy. Yeah. Yes. So moving on here in the Southwest, where we're at, there's still drought, drought. It continues and intensifies. Um, and then it produces this enormous dust storms. And I, I, I post, posted this on our Facebook page, Fifth Oak Media, uh, this big dust storm that happened to uh, Phoenix, city of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it was incredible how big this thing was. It's just a big wall of dust. Um, that hit it like in a four day span on this monsoon. It just drivers had to pull off the side of the road, uh, planes couldn't land. It was a mess. You know? We saw something like that on TV or you know, the YouTube, oh, yeah, where the, the plane was actually just about to touch down, yes, and the winds were just so bad that he just ascended going. again, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, and like this article reminds us that in the 1930s, and, um, and this is true, there's a good documentary on this. In the 1930s, there was a consistent pattern of giant dust storms that absolutely crippled this nation. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Um, no. I think that movie Grapes of Wrath, uh, these people had moved from Oklahoma and stuff. Remember that? Uh, yes. Because of, of the dust storms. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that was awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had like sand in their mouth or ears in their lungs yeah dirt in their lungs yes yeah horrible yeah it was a mess they couldn't grow crops all the crops died just nothing but sand this is the 1930s um so uh, along with all that there's a lot of shaking going on right like jerry lee lewis said there's a whole lot of shaking going on a lot of earthquakes Last Sunday, Indonesia had a 7.0 earthquake. Mm-hmm. 82 died after that. Yeah. Uh, but what was bad about that, and this article doesn't mention this, is that it was right along the um, volcanic, um, an active volcano. Yes. So you combine that size of an earthquake with active volcanic activity. Tsunami. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. tsunami warning. It says that... Um, that it damaged buildings, but it, it terrified residents and tourists started running into oh, yeah. the streets. Can you imagine? Oh, my yeah. Lord. Yeah. There was uh, debris piled up on the streets, sidewalks, hospital patients, many still in their beds were rolling oh. on the streets. Oh, Lord. Come on. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Scientists don't understand what's happening this year, why there's so much. They can't figure it out. They understand climate change they understand man-made pollution they understand all that but they don't understand what's going on and why it's going on to the extent and i'm telling you and as well as you know is that this is all prophesied this is what's going to happen that earth is going to shake the heavens are going to shake 
everything's going to be shaken. And the only thing that's going to be left standing is that which can't be shaken. And those are the things of God. That's mm-hmm. the kingdom of God. Everything else is going to change. So there are fundamental changes and they're happening to the planet. And it's just the beginning, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, the way this article ends is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. This guy writes, he says, for now, for now, these earth changes are a minor nuisance, a nuisance to a lot of people. Because if it's not affecting you, you're just like, gosh, it's hot. Oh, look, at there's a lot of flies. Arr, there's a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, you're, uh, if you're in Florida and you have the red tide and that green gook and stuff, you know, this, it's not a minor nuisance. It's a major life-changing deal, right? Mm-hmm. If uh, you're in Hawaii near the uh, Kilalua volcano, that's not a minor nuisance. But if you're not part of that, you're like, wow, well, you know, what's going on here? So he says, for now, these earth changes are a minor nuisance to a lot of people. And then he says, but pretty soon, nobody will be able to ignore them. It's, it's just kind of ends on a little prophetic note, I think. Yeah. Um, that what might be a minor nu- nuisance, like, oh, it's hot or man, there's a little dust or the skies are a little, uh, you know, smoky and cloudy because of the fires. At some point, it's going to be a major deal to everybody. Yep. Let's predict it. And that's why we call it Frightening Friday. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Frightening Friday. But should you be afraid? No. No. Nope. Not if you got the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And because he's your refuge. Your refuge. This stuff's all predicted. Uh, you're going to be okay as long as you stay in the vine, right, Mr. Powell? That's right. All right, so I think that's it. I think that's all the doom and gloom I have for everybody. And I hope they're encouraged. Put a big smile on your face. Oh, wait, I got one more story. Honey, you got two more stories. I do have two more stories? Yeah. I thought I was done. No, we have the uh, NFL. Oh, gosh. Okay, I was so happy. That's the one you were so excited to to share. Yeah, okay. I was so happy. I thought I was done. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I don't enjoy being with you folks, but I got other stuff to do. I got to (laughs) go. Uh, I really was. I thought I was done. I was like, good night. Bye. Enjoy your day. Okay. All right. NFL's first. Okay. Oh, folks. Folks. <laughs> See? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. This I'm telling nasty. you. You know, and I know a lot of you still like football and stuff. And hey, that's cool. On, whatever. You whatever. Know? Yeah. You know, whatever. But NFL, la- you know, last year, you know, the players weren't, you know, they, they you know, to be disrespectful, being butt heads and all that stuff. And uh, but they continued on. But this year you got a good surprise. All you big burly football fans drinking your beer and barbecuing. Yeah. NFL's first male dancers <laughs> will hit the sidelines this season. Mm-hmm. You got male cheerleaders, mm-hmm. and you're gonna watch them and dig them. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go, ooh, he cute. <laughs> Nasty. Because you know why? There's something wrong with you. <laughs> NFL's first male dancers will hit the sidelines this season. You see the pictures of these guys. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, NFL fans will see history made this season. Yay. Um, <laughs> the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> of course, the Los Angeles Rams. Cuckoo-fornia. And the New Orleans Saints mm. will have male cheerleaders dancing on their squads for the first time. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Now, let me let me make something straight. These aren't stuntmen. These aren't the people. These aren't the men who, like, lift the girls up and catch them when they, you know, when they throw each other up in the air and stuff. Those aren't these guys. No. These are actual, dan- these are cheerleaders. These are actually dancer cheerleaders. They're doing the same thing that the females are doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So get that in your head. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be wearing skimpies. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dancers Quentin Peron and Napoleon Genies have been preparing themselves for the NFL season since they made the Rams cheerleading squad in March. Here's what he says. And I hate to use a list, but I have to. Okay, here's here it is. Still can't believe I'm one of the first males in history to be a pro NFL cheerleader. That's just scary, Jerry. Everyone's support and love has been insane. Little emoji with crying face. Thank you and go Rams. Oh, <laughs> Napoleon Jennies. 
<laughs> Still can't believe oh, <laughs> one <Lord>. of the first. <laughs> um, other teams like the Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens have stuntmen, right? But Baron and Jenny's will be dancing along their female teammates and doing the same groovy moves, Jerry. Mm. Same groovy moves. So anyway, it's a beautiful thing. Um, hope everybody enjoys the football season. Yeah, have fun. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I know, Brother Capel. That was hate speech. That was hate speech. Let's see. I lost my place, but I'm back. I found it. I was. I wandered off somewhere. Wouldn't Here be I the am. First time. Not the first time. <laughs> uh, Our last story. Last story. Last story. This is sad. It's disgusting. Losing. It's called losing faith. Losing faith. Why South Carolina is abandoning its churches. Now, this ain't just an article about low church attendance. No. This is an article about them like closing the doors mm-hmm. it's over south carolina churches are shedding thousands of members a year uh, here in the united states south carolina is is part of what they call the bible belt it's always been um where you have strong judea christian values and you know christian churches and christianity the bible belt and that's yeah that's no more see that says here that at least 97 protestant churches across south carolina have closed since 2011 you know what that's a lot that that's just a few under a hundred churches not low attendance closed gone Wow. You know, it says that the population of South Carolina, Carolina is growing by tens of thousands, but yet the churches are diminishing. Mm-hmm. So what does that tell you? It's not for lack of people. People don't want to go. It's kind of like what that gal said about um, Florida, that they're suffocating. Yeah. These, these people are saying many churches are dying slow deaths, struck in stagnation, if not decline. Yeah. Wow. It's, um, they took data from the Lutheran, Presbyterian, United Methodist, Southern Baptist denominations, you know, all, anything not Catholic, basically. And uh, they said an untold number of other closings are not captured by the statistics. Because later on in the article, I read where they, uh, some of the, like the AME, Methodist Church, or whatever, didn't get their, didn't respond to give them information. Mm-hmm. So there's more closing than what they even say. Mm-hmm. You know, these are just the, the stats they know. And like you said, they're dying a, a, a slow death. Sad. Um, let's see, there, there was a, can you believe this? A 274-year-old uh, congregation it was the Cedar Creek United Methodist Church. 274 years old, they, they survived that church. Wow. And it closed last year. Mm, yeah. It dissolved. Uh, there's another one called Resurrection Lutheran that uh, shut down near Columbia. It'll hold its last service uh, next month, early next month. They say dozens of churches that sit shuttered and empty around the state. Mm. Um, now they say at the same time some churches are growing, and you know those hipster cool churches with yeah. the uh, with the rock bands and the uh, the lights and all that. But see, that's not going to last long Mm-mm. because it's sugar; it's just candy, and people can only eat cookies for so long. Uh, it's like it doesn't give them anything. Plus, they don't pay the money to keep the lights on. You know, these are people who want to be entertained. You, you and I know all this. We, we know this, right? I don't have to explain any of this stuff to you, the listeners. You know Mm-mm. this stuff. So they're going to grow. They're going to grow quickly, but they're not going to sustain. God is not blessing this. No. See? And, here, and here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. They're so concerned about how they, 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 capital T, they can add and keep members in their church. But, but they don't realize that it's always been God and it's only God who gives the increase. If God doesn't give the increase, it ain't going to be blessed. And that's a very hard thing to accept. 
mm-hmm. when you have a business. Oh yeah, I mean they might do a service and hey, you know we, we you know we do spiritual this, spiritual that, but they operate as a business and that's why they're closing. Yep. True, true religion, true Christianity doesn't close. How can it close? It doesn't close. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, they're not reading their Bible. They're not understanding the ways of God. The Holy Spirit is the one that draws you to Christ. And it's through Christ that we get to the Father. Amen. Not through stupid gimmicks, not through men, not through power of man. It's God's spirit. God's spirit quickens our spirit. And what Miss Capal just said there is everything. That is everything. These churches can offer rock bands, smoke bombs, lights, uh, a mystic experience, a cool hipster pastor with a goatee, you know, all this stuff. They can offer all this stuff. But true Christianity only comes when the Holy Spirit quickens the heart. Amen. So God gives the increase. People get saved only when they're drawn by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. And, and only the gospel can do that. You can't. You. They're trying to build a business. So they're closing just like any other business. And it doesn't work. It doesn't People's work. lives are not changed. The only one that can change a life is the Holy Ghost. Exactly. So you might go to a business place called a church. It's called a church and it's a business place. And you might think, oh, I'm doing religion and I like the people. And blah, blah. Well, if you just admit it, it's a social club and it's That's a place for you to is. go and socialize with other people who, who, who are not calling each other names on Sunday and being okay. Now on Monday, they get in their cars and they drive like a bunch of idiots and break the law. You know, that's okay. That's different. But you know, if you want to do that, admit it, what it is, but don't think, don't think that it's the ecclesia that called out once. That's an, that's an individual thing. You're either called out or you're not. That's right. The Holy Spirit either drew you out and you're following the ways of Christ or you're not. It has nothing to do with a building or a business. Mm-mm. But you, I, you know, I've been saying this for years and it's, here's the fruition of it. They're closing down and it's going to continue to close down. America is post-Christian. Mm-hmm. It used to be called post-modern, but now it's post-Christian where the, the generation now that's coming up, they don't have the Christian Judeo values. Why is that? Did they just change? Well, some of it's the education system and things like that, but it's their parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the grandparents that quit relying on biblical truth and relying on, on, on this kind of nonsense, not teaching them the right ways of God, mm-hmm. the precepts. So yeah, you have a generation that just says, I'm a nun. They call them nuns. They have no religious affiliation. And so many people call themselves Christians, but they're nothing more than just new agers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So anyway, this article says uh, these, these churches that are growing, some of them are growing, don't look like the churches that their grandparents went to. Right? Yeah. Or were raised in. Uh, they meet in unconventional places to tweaking their traditions. Many churches are adapting, offering something different that many people thought the church couldn't do for them. And see, it's just a business. It's like Walmart having a sale. Mm-hmm. Come in and buy some stuff. Come in and give me your money. Support my salary. Um, but, uh, you know, th- there's a question here. How can they stay alive? And that's the question the churches are asking. How can we stay alive? But they're not getting it. That's not the question. That's not the, that's not the question to ask. They're, they're, they're not going to get the answer because they're asking the wrong question. The question is, how do we serve God? What does God want us to do? Mm-hmm. That's the question. What would God have us be doing to minister to people? Mm-hmm. Not how do we survive? That's a business. It's not a business model. You know, regardless of purpose driven <laughs> and Rick Warren, mm-hmm. it's not a business model. I'm sorry. Christ was never in business. Never was. Never will be. Uh, let's see. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, anyway, uh, find me some more good stuff. Faith by numbers. Okay, here's the numbers. It says the South is slowly, slowly catching up to national and European trends, shifting towards what many call a post-Christian culture. It's a society without characteristics no longer dominated or rooted in Christianity. 
That's true, right? So Europe has, has done this a long time ago, and now we're going this way. We, we are that way. Uh, the rise of the nuns. Many millennials just don't, they don't have any kind of religious affiliation. Uh, the school system has taken all that out. Their parents aren't teaching them anything, never have. They didn't know anything. Uh, because you got to have that real relationship, right, Ms. Capel? Mm-hmm. So the Pew Research Center describes the United States as in the midst of a significant religious change. That means it's over. Yep. The share of Americans who identify with Christianity is declining, mm-hmm. while those who say they have no religion is growing rapidly. Wow. And it's kind of like politics, religion and politics. A lot of people that used to call themselves Democrats don't. A lot of people used to call themselves Republicans don't. They just, or they'll register as independents. I know I did. I registered as independent because mm-hmm. I don't like either side. There's stuff about either side you don't like. And so now you're saying I'm a nun. I don't, I don't associate, I associate with none. You know, I vote based on other things. Same thing with religion. In the South, there's more than three quarter of adults identify as Christians. And more than eight out of 10 people consider religion to be somewhat or very important in their lives. That's a lot. That's more than any other region in the country. That's a lot. So you'd think churches would be okay, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not. But as like in the rest of the country, a shrinking proportion of Southern adults say they regularly attend religious services. But yet eight out of 10 consider themselves Christian. There was 74% in 2014. It was down 3% from seven years earlier. Uh, some of the surveys tend to inflate how often people actually attend religious services. Mm. You know? And they said South Carolina is right in step with those trends, uh, particularly among Protestant denominations. The, the Catholics are actually increasing in number. You know that? Wow. Well, that's true. We have friends that just became Catholic. Yeah, yeah. And they're not Hispanics from the border. And they don't talk about their conversion to Jesus, but no. they joined the church because um, of the social aspect of it. You know, they have a lot of fun. People are a lot friendly. And the priest drinks. Specifically, they drink is Beer. what is what our friend told us. Yeah. And that's what draw, drew them. Yeah. In fact, he, he, they had a luncheon with the priest and my friend says, wow. Then he ordered a Corona and I went. <laughs> I'm in good company here. You know, mm-hmm. now I feel better. So, yeah. So they go there and they, they're nice people. So these this, this friends of ours, they're playing religion. Mm-hmm. Hey, go ahead. Waste your Sunday. <laughs> but, this, I mean, that's, and this guy grew up a Baptist. Yeah, he grew up Southern Baptist in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I read just recently, um, I came across this article about um, one of these old time actors you know, they did a lot of Disney. Well, his parents were Baptists. And now this very present day, this guy, this actor um, claims to be an atheist. Wow. Yeah. That amazing. Sad. Once knew the truth, then rejected it. The last state for that man is worse than if he had never knew. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I know. Well, the number of churches in South Carolina have been declining over the years. Church membership. I mean, you're talking from 2012 to 2016, Southern Baptist, 78,000, United Methodist, 9,000, Presbyterian, 10,000. Mm. Um, wow. I mean, the stats are incredible. I'm not going to bore you with all the stats, but they're they're amazing. It says the reality is that 80 plus percent of um Southern Baptist churches are plagued or plateaued. I should say, well, they are plagued, but they're plateaued or declining. 80%, meaning they haven't grown by any measurable percentage in 10 years. Mm-hmm. 10 years. Or they've actually lost membership. Wow. That's sad. A large percentage of those are in uh, a window where if something drastic doesn't happen within five to 10 years, they'll close their doors and won't have anything. Mm-hmm. So it goes on. It's a rather long article, but I think you get the point. Yeah. Um, so. But before we closed, I want to read from Amos 8. It says, And it shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth in the clear day. 
And I will turn your feasts into mourning and all your songs into lamentation. And I will bring up sackcloth upon all loins and baldness upon every head. And I will make it as the morning of an only son and the end thereof as a bitter day. Mm. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God. I just want to cry. That I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of the hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. And in that day shall the fair virgins and young men faint for thirst. My Lord. That's sad, people. Good Lord, help us all. It's changing, and that is so right on that it's going to be hard to find the real word of God. You might say, oh, I'll just pick up my Bible and read it. I'm telling you, folks, it's it's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot. Every day. Every yeah. day we see changes. Yeah. Every day. Words are different. Things changed. So with that, that's your clue for the week to figure out what we just, I just said. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. Even in your, your word. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Love you guys. Have a good week. Good night. And. Weekend. And ciao, baby. Ciao, baby.